0: Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. This community is all about empowering women like you to put yourself first and achieve your goals so you can live your next level life. I'm your host Kat Horrocks, a mindset and success coach dedicated to changing women's lives worldwide in the work that I do. On this podcast you can expect interviews with leading experts in the fields of personal development, business and career success, mindset, spirituality, well-being and so much more along with insights and behind the scenes access to my own story and the techniques and tools I use with my private clients so you can level up in every area of your life. If you're ready to create and manifest your vision and watch your goals become your reality, then you're in the right place. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hello and welcome back. This week I am sitting down to share some of the most common limiting language that we use around money and where you might be going wrong with that um, and misdirecting your energy, especially if you are trying to improve your relationship with money, if you are wanting to manifest more money, if you are running a business and trying to grow, if you are wanting to progress in your career and get a promotion, get a pay rise, or if you just want to feel good about money and stress-free, right, which is 99% of us, I think. Not many people would say that they either don't want more money in some way or don't want a better relationship with money, whether that be more savings, you know, healthier habits around spending paying off debt, all the money related goals that I'm sure many of you listening will have and even if you don't currently you will have at some point. So I want to talk about it because February is all about financial goal setting and money mindset in the sisterhood and as the sisterhood doors are opening this week I thought I would give you a bit of a sneak peek into just one of the things we spoke about in this month's coaching session. So complete heads up, if you sign up this week, if you're on the wait list, you'll get an email on Thursday to sign up 24 hours before and if you're not, then you'll be able to join from Friday the 19th of February. And as soon as you join, you get instant access to not just this month's coaching session, which is all on financial goal setting and money mindset. So if you find this week's episode helpful, then it's literally a no-brainer for you to join because this is just one of many, many things we spoke about on that session. And we also have a bonus guest expert session this month, which is something I'm slowly introducing more and more into This Sisterhood. So it's a bonus coaching session or a workshop with someone who specializes in that topic. So because this month is all about money, one of my amazing clients who is an accountant is going to be sharing a workshop at the time of recording. It'll be the week you hear this, but of course, once you join, you'll be able to catch the replay and that's going to be all on business finances 101. So the full lowdown if you're new to business or if you're in business and you're someone who struggles with the financial side and wants to improve your money, relate your relationship with money, how you navigate numbers in your business, so important. So yeah, I'm super excited, obviously. Uh, this is one of my favourite topics because I've worked so freaking hard on it personally over the past you know five plus years I've been self-employed so to be able to share this content with my sisterhood members and with you on this free podcast is just amazing. So just a heads up before I dive in because if you do feel like this topic is beneficial for you then it's a no-brainer for you to join. Not only is this topic available in the members area you'll also have a full library of tons of other materials and resources on everything from self-love to perfectionism boundaries there's just so much in there so you'll be able to dive in as soon as you join and of course you'll also be joining a sisterhood this is a group of like-minded women amazing powerful positive inspiring women who are so excited to connect with you and want to see you win we're all about celebration positive vibes lifting each other up it's not just women inspiring women or women supporting women is not just an instagram quote in the sisterhood it's a way of life it's our it's our philosophy it's kind of underpins every single thing that we do so There's tons more that you get and I will probably end up talking in depth more next week because obviously at that point you'll be able to join and it'll be public but until then let's dive in to a sneak preview of what's included in this month's coaching session and talk about all things money, mindset and your language around money. So I'm gonna share, let me check my notes, one, two, three, four, five main areas and main language barriers that we come up against often. So maybe one of these you'll be like, yep, I say that all the time. Maybe for you, it's a couple. Maybe it's all of them. Even if you say none of them, you'll definitely have heard parents saying it, or friends and family, people at work, you know, people around you, and that's just as um, that's just as impactful. The language we hear, the language we absorb in our environment, has just as much of an effect, especially when we're younger. So, in your childhood years, in your like core development years, the language that was used around money by your caregivers by your loved ones, you have subconsciously absorbed that. So even if you don't say these things, you might remember a relative saying them. So the first one, and I find this time and time again when it comes to financial goal setting and the amazing women in the sisterhood, my one-to-one clients, women in our community here, we want more money or we want to, you know, we want to grow a business, we want to save for a house, we have a goal that needs money, requires a certain level of money and we say I'm bad with money (laughs) and I'm going to hold my hand up and say I used to say this all of the time. So what happens when you use the phrase I'm bad with money? what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to be true? What message does that send to your mind? I know, for me, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. I said again and again, I'm bad with money, I'm bad at maths, I'm bad with numbers, and so I of course that played out in my business when I started. Of course it played out in my life that I wasn't intelligent about money. I didn't know the ins and outs of, of you know, long-term savings and mortgages and taxes and all of the things we come up against as adults that if we were disempowered around money growing up, And even though I was empowered around money growing up and my parents actually have you know a fairly like a really healthy relationship with money and a lot of good was modeled to me at school I know that I associated money with numbers and maths and I hated maths I hated it and so I wanted nothing to do with it and I'm sure many of you I'm like, oh she's preaching, she's preaching to me right now and so this is such a simple one to reframe because it's so obvious that if you say and you perpetuate this belief that you're bad with money, that is what is going to be reflected in your reality, you're going to put less effort in to learn about money, you're going to avoid looking at your bank account you're gonna switch off when people are talking about money around you and that doesn't have to be the case. So if you ever catch yourself saying I'm bad with money, my best advice would be to stop yourself in your tracks, notice it and then reframe it. So one of my favourite reframes for this is I am improving my money mindset or I am improving my relationship with money, every day, in every way, my money grows, my money mindset expands, my money intelligence grows, you know, whatever language resonates with you, that can be really helpful as an affirmation, not to say I am a millionaire because a lot of kind of a lot of mainstream law of attraction content will say things like that but if you're at a place right now where you've said for potentially years and years that you're bad with money and that is a subconscious belief to help you rewire that belief we can't jump from i'm bad with money to i'm a millionaire i have a millionaire mindset as like sexy as that might sound, it's not going to compute, it's not going to go in, your subconscious isn't going to accept it. So an affirmation like, every day I am improving my relationship with money, that feels more expansive, that is growth and that is growth focused and towards, towards what you want which is a better relationship and it feels more tangible and you can even set yourself a challenge to take action based on this affirmation so rather than you know you might catch yourself in a moment where you would normally not do something or you would normally have a regular habit to not check your bank account and so you might ask yourself in that moment what would I do right now if I was improving my relationship with money and then do that instead so I'm bad with money is probably one of the most common ones. The next one is I can't afford that. Oh I mean when we're talking about manifesting, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> guess what? If you want something lovely, let's say it's a beautiful home that you might like spy on right move or a gorgeous like handbag or car or piece of jewelry or you know shopping at a particular store for your clothing whatever it might be but this also 100% relates to anything else that is expansive such as a coaching program such as a certification that you're investing in such as something that is gonna you know be an investment for your future expand your knowledge expand your capacity investing in it could be anything that you know frees up your time like you might be telling yourself right now i can't afford a cleaner or i can't afford to hire a personal trainer but all of these things are going to be expansive for you and deep down you actually want it but what happens is that that scarcity mindset kicks in and focuses on the lack so focuses on the wanting i wish i had the money for that i can't afford that i'm not ne- you know so many people say i'm never going to be able to afford that again what do you think is going to happen if you go around saying that do you really feel like you're going to be making decisions in your life to expand your wealth to set exciting financial goals for yourself if you're constantly putting yourself down and saying i'm never going to be that i'm never going to be the person who can have that car or that live in that area or go on that holiday, or work with that coach, or whatever it may be. This is so, so key. Even if, you like, even if in reality, the money is not in your account to work with that coach, to buy that car, to have that house deposit, to go on that trip, what you can say instead, again is I'm working on it. I am manifesting a reality where it's a no-brainer for me to invest in that. Something I often say is I'm manifesting more like I'm manifesting a healthy fat savings account so that I can invest in our next property. you know I can upgrade our home and buy somewhere bigger in a nice area. I'm not focusing on the fact that right now I can't afford that house or I can't afford to live in that area because where is that going to get me? It's going to get me nowhere, it's going to make me feel crap and again in wanting it, in wishing for it, in being in being desperate for it, that energy is like the opposite of attraction, the opposite of abundance and manifestation. Manifestation is magnetic and that kind of desperate like icky energy around oh like woe is me, I can't afford that right now, that's the opposite of magnetic, It's, it's repelling it, it's repelling that reality. So another thing you can do if you struggle with this is start a daily gratitude practice for what you do have and allow yourself to feel abundant now no matter how much is in your bank account no matter if you can quote unquote afford that thing or not and say I'm working on it I'm manifesting that being a possibility for me later this year how much more empowering does that feel versus oh I can't afford that that brings me on to my next one which is such a interesting one. And this is, that's too expensive. Oh, how many times have we said that? How many times have we looked at something and said, that's too expensive, it's not worth it? Okay, so... First of all, this is judgment because affordability is actually completely subjective. And I speak to clients about this all the time because a lot of people, a lot of a lot of business owners, base their pricing decision on the assumption that their clients quote unquote can't afford a certain amount or think it's too expensive and I always say who are you to assume what someone else's financial situation is who are you to assume that you don't know them (laughs) you don't know what some like you're not in someone's bank statement and on top of that we also forget that people are already buying the things that you deem too expensive so if a chanel handbag is quote-unquote too expensive in your eyes you have to remember that there are millions of people worldwide who beg to differ and that is an investment for them in some way it feels like a valuable exchange of their money, because all a price of something is, is a value exchange, isn't it? You're giving someone money for something in return, and so for that person who is invested in the brand of Chanel, they feel and they deem their money, their price, their investment to be worthy and equal to the value they receive in return, so who are we to judge what anyone else deems expensive or affordable, because there's a market for everyone in this world, you know, there's a more, there's cheaper versions of stuff, there's more affordable versions of stuff, so when we look at something and we make a a judgment-based decision that it's too expensive, it just doesn't feel nice. (laughs) Especially if it's something that you, deep down, really, really want, but you've already decided it's too expensive, so you're not even going to allow yourself the possibility of having it. How many of us have done that? You know, maybe, like, let's be real... Maybe some of you might have looked at my coaching page, my one to one coaching, and said, Oh, that's too, ex-, and thought, Oh, it's too expensive, too expensive. But, like, what led you there? You know, was it this gut feeling of, Oh, I really, I really feel like working with Kat will be really expensive for me? And again, that scarcity voice takes over that ego-driven voice that says no, too expensive, we've already decided that you're not allowed to spend that much money on that thing. So, so interesting. Um, and another thing I would say with this is we decide what we value. So one of my really good friends and another coach, Nikki, shared this on her instagram and it you know when you see something and you're like oh she said what i've been thinking for months and months and what this post essentially said was the investment you the investment you pay for something you decide what you value and what you don't so it's not a case of it's too expensive it's that you aren't choosing to value it. And let's use the example of coaching. So so many people would look on a coach's website and say that's too expensive. It's way too expensive to work with them. That's a lot of money and it's just too much. That same person might then go and spend that money or the equivalent amount on a holiday, on a de- you know, a deposit and a payment plan for a holiday, or on the equivalent of a year's worth of, I don't know, like hair ex- you know hair extensions. I know it's really expensive to maintain good hair extensions, right? And so we've got to catch ourselves in those moments when we're making that judgment of it's too expensive and instead own it and say that's not a priority investment for me right now how much better and more empowering does that feel versus oh that's way too expensive you know if a holiday is worth more and again I'm biased here because for many people, a holiday can be like a once in a lifetime trip that they've saved months and months for, which is amazing. I'm not saying that a holiday is not valuable because it 100% is and I'm sure many of us are like dying to get on holiday when we can. And at the same time, we've decided that that, the money that we spend on that holiday is is an okay amount, you know, it's a viable amount to spend on a holiday, but many of us don't see that when it comes to ourselves and our personal development, because we might not be ready in a position to invest in ourselves. Side note, this is why the sisterhood exists, because (laughs) many women either can't or aren't ready to invest in themselves with something like one-to-one coaching Maybe you missed out on next level you because you t- told yourself it was too expensive. That's why this sisterhood exists, but <laughs> that's just a tangent. Coming back to the reframe, that's not a priority for me right now, is going to empower you so much more in that moment instead of saying that's too expensive. Because the energy of that's too expensive can be not nice feeling (laughs) and you don't want that vibe in your money conversations, right? The next one is anything around like losing money and money being this kind of finite thing that's going to run out. So bleeding myself dry, I've wrote down, um, money doesn't grow on trees one I hear a lot is oh there's always something like oh there's always something to pay for there's always something you know that needs to be fixed or replaced or whatever and this sense that you're like constantly losing money money is this scarce resource that is just leaving your bank account faster than it can come back in and again what is the self-fulfilling prophecy here? If you're focused on lack, if you're focused on money being this scarce resource that is just running out, how is that gonna make you feel? And how is that gonna make you feel about your relationship with money and the decisions you make around money and wanting to look at money? If I if I believed that my money was just running out and I was losing it every day, I wouldn't want to look at my freaking bank account, <laughs> I would be terrified of it. So I hope there's some light bulb moments going off here that you're like, oh my dad always used to say x, or there's, a, you know, I had a boss who always used to say this about money, or I catch myself saying that, and you can start to have this awareness after listening to this. And the thing with this sense that we're losing money and it's this finite resource that is going to run out if we if it leaves us if we lose it is just false because we live in a global economy and money is energy money is currency so money is flowing money is in everything because just as you Spend money, whether it be you pay someone for their service or you buy a product, you go to the supermarket, you pay for your mortgage or your rent, that money goes into this larger ecosystem which then circulates around to other people and eventually back to you because you have a salary or you earn money in your business you attract clients and so we we can't focus on losing it we've got to let it flow if you want money to flow into your life why are you holding on to it you know why are you so worried about letting it go you've got to trust that it's coming back to you and something that really helps me whenever I am spending, let's say whenever I'm spending unexpected money, so those moments where life happens and something goes wrong in the house or, you know, our little doggy has had to go to the vet recently, those kind of unexpected bills. Now we're in a, like, we're in a really good position where we have money set aside for those things And even if you don't, even if you have to credit card it and you're kind of having a little freak out, something that you can say to yourself is, there's more where that came from. And you can do this every single time you spend money if you want. Every single time you buy your food shop, every single time you pay your car insurance, there's more where that came from. I'm letting this money go and I'm trusting that it's going to flow back to me tenfold, right? So that feels better than focusing on the lack, focusing on losing it and you can go one step further from this and be grateful for what the money is allowing you. So one of the Next Level you girls, I was just celebrating her so much because I think she shared that her car had broken down or like something was wrong with it and I'm pretty sure one of the other girls I don't know if she was a sisterhood member or in you had like a leak in her house so we like and we spoke about them being grateful for the people who were coming to fix it so being grateful to have a car and the freedom that that allowed her and being so grateful That someone is coming to fix her car and the car is... then that's allowing her freedom, that's allowing her to travel, (coughs) maybe that allows her to go to work, you know, or to go on a road trip to visit her loved ones when she can and going even further than that, she's probably paying a local garage so that is someone who owns a business, they probably have a family, they have to pay their own bills and their food shop as well, just as we all do, so you can start to see this more expansive kind of network and flow of money and it feels so much better to focus on that versus, oh, I'm losing this money, so if you catch yourself saying, Money doesn't grow on trees or this like this month is bleeding me dry, there's never any money left, yada yada yada. Try and hone in on those singular things like a transaction or a bill and be grateful, you know. I am so grateful to pay my electricity bill because what what a miracle that someone discovered electricity for a start. How fucking abundant do I feel, knowing that my house is powered by electricity and that gives me access to the internet to even create this free podcast resource to help you, so it's so much bigger than us, and yet we if we allow ourselves to stay in that ego zone, that you know fear based thought zone of oh like this unexpected bill ah doesn't feel good and it doesn't serve us and it definitely doesn't allow us to make expansive decisions and improve our relationship with money okay last but definitely not least (laughs) is how much does it cost how much does it cost so many of us are and it this kind of ties into the that's too expensive thing because when we're asking and we're so so focused on how much something costs we're we've almost got this internal um thermometer internal gauge of whether it's going to be too expensive or not you know whether we're gonna allow ourselves to buy it or not which is such a shame for so many things that again are expansive, are actually going to add so much value to our life beyond just the physical financial figure that we're paying for it and one thing that I would recommend when it comes to this and you can ask yourself both questions, I'm not here to say you shouldn't focus on how much it costs and cost isn't an issue because of course we need to make informed adult decisions and if you're earning 18 grand a year and something costs 18 grand, yeah you might not want to pay for it, maybe you do and it's going to expand you but again that's the informed choice you've got to make for yourself And at the same time, you've got to weigh up the cost of something versus the cost of not having it. And I will do this with, you know, because I'm constantly investing in myself, whether it be with my own coaches, with other programs, in my own training to develop as a coach. And I'll often coach women through this on a discovery call as well. But let's say you're on the fence about joining the sisterhood and you're thinking, oh, well, how much does it cost? By the way, it costs £30 a month, which is a total bargain. (laughs) But a question you've got to ask yourself alongside that is what is the cost of not investing in it? What are you going to miss out on if you don't invest in it? So maybe let's use the sisterhood as an example. The cost of not investing in the sisterhood for you could be I will not have a support network and the accountability and backing that I'm going to get from that. And so the cost of that might lead to me not getting the results I want in 2021. Maybe the cost of not investing is I'm going to continue googling shit for free. You know trying to find free content and so the cost of that is my time because i'm gonna have to spend more time listening to things, reading things, trying to figure things out on my own versus investing in something. Let's look at something else, a cleaner. I, I'm speaking about this because it's totally on my to invest in list <laughs> so you might think, oh well let's look at cleaners in our area, how much do they cost? Okay, how much does it cost to not invest in a cleaner? In someone who's gonna make sure every single week that the house is thoroughly deep cleaned in a way that, let's face it, we often just don't have time to do properly ourselves. Like all the all those little things that just uh, we forget <laughs> so the cost of not having a cleaner no. is time because most of us spend a ton of time tidying up and cleaning it might be your energy and how you feel which is priceless to invest in you know if your energy is going to be high vibe relaxed inspired creative because you work from home and having a cleaner is going to allow you to work in a beautifully clean environment the cost of not investing in a cleaner is not having access to that or not having access to that on the same level that you would so i hope this is getting the cogs turning, like allowing you to think outside the box. Um, If you're ever weighing up a decision, whether it's to join the sisterhood, whether it's to hire someone, whether it's to buy a product or pay for a service, ask yourself, yes, how much does it cost? But also, what's the cost of not investing? Okay, those are the five main language phrases questions that i wanted to talk about you might like i say have picked out one or two that were like oh my god this is so me i need to work on this i need to reframe this so i hope i've provided some helpful reframes if that's you and for those of you who are like yeah i'm really good at most of these amazing maybe have a reflection on your upbringing and the people in your life who you care about and their relationship with money because whilst you might feel consciously as an adult that money is great and like you have a great relationship with it, you might get to a point where you're about to expand, let's say you're looking to invest in a coach, you're about to land a promotion, you're about to take your business to the next level maybe you're raising your prices maybe you're about to spend as like buy the biggest house you've you know buy the property that you never thought you'd be able to afford etc whatever your next level looks like your next level money reality you might find some of these things cropping up some of these old beliefs and even if consciously you're not aware of having them they could have been embedded in you from literally birth <laughs> because what our caregivers say around us is so important and we are like sponges and even further from that this is a whole other episode and I probably need to interview an expert on this because I find it fascinating. Um, generational and ancestral trauma is a thing guys so if you come from a working-class background humble beginnings um any kind of financial strain in your family whether it be in your parents childhood in your grandparents childhood or even like ancestrally depending on where you're from that shit is real and it exists on in your body i think it's like nine up to nine generations or something crazy um it does have an impact if say your grandparents were immigrants and they really struggled to get to get started like to find a job in the country they moved to or your grandparents or your great grandparents lived in poverty and they have like a rags to riches story you know even if you have a different reality and a different situation you are still impacted by that history. It lives on within you, within your body. So fascinating stuff. And it just shows that things run so much deeper than our conscious mind can even comprehend. So if you ever find yourself with like an upper limit problem around money, then maybe come back to this episode, have a pick through, and like I say if you join the sisterhood, you'll get a ton more um tips and we call them abundance leaks within not just your language but your everyday reality your everyday actions um the small habits that we can we can fall into so so much of it is impacted by our beliefs around money and like i say you'll get instant access to that when you join so i'm really hoping to see some of you there If you have any questions on money, mindset, um, you can reach out on Instagram and I'll either um, voice note you back or generally what I'll do is save your thoughts and kind of come back to them in another podcast episode or like an Instagram live Q&A or whatever. And if you have any questions about the sisterhood, then make sure you're on the wait list and make sure you're following me on Insta because I'll be talking about it a ton in February, and I'll be back next week with another solo chat all about, oh my god, I don't even know what the topic is, it'll be a surprise, (laughs) I'm just looking at my calendar and can't find it, but yeah, I'll be back next Monday with another solo chat, have a wonderful week, and we'll speak soon, and if you're on the wait list, then I'll see your cute bot in the sisterhood. If you are here at the end of the episode, I am sending you so much love and gratitude for spending your time listening to the podcast this week. Make sure you're subscribed and following in your podcast app so you don't miss the next one. I would love for you to share your biggest takeaway from this episode with me on social media. So if you're over on Instagram, please tag me in your stories at cat underscore horrocks or just send me a dm and if you agree that the impact and message behind the put yourself first podcast needs to be spread far and wide please rate and review put yourself first in apple podcasts and share this episode on to a friend to discover more about the Put Yourself First community, including how we can work together, head to cathorrocks.com or if you're on the go, check out the show notes for the links that you'll need. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to put yourself first.